What's happening? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It is the... What the hell's the day? 23rd. Today's the 23rd of November. 2020. It's a pretty good day. Uh, Monday, preceding uh, Thanksgiving, of course. So, got a padiddle following following in trail coming up my 6 o'clock you understand that probably some sort of spy trying to friggin track my progress track my steps some cloak and dagger motherfucker trying to encroach on my my shit let's see so a good day saw a lot of great people everybody seems to be very thankful and uh, folks are preparing for the holiday I think as respectfully as they possibly can uh, given the circumstances of the coronavirus which is ravaging our society So, uh, a mixed bag of what people are doing. I mean, there seems to be some, they're just rationalizing getting together with their, um, at least their immediate family, which would include parents and, uh, grandparents, people that see their, their children on a weekly basis, I guess. If everybody feels like things have been proceeding well, maybe they'll take the risk they're comfortable doing so. On this particularly special day, Thanksgiving. And I guess they would have a point, right? Everybody's trying to figure out what they're going to do. Listen, nobody said you need to uh, hole up in the freaking one room of your house or hang out in the basement and stand in the doorway or something like that. This isn't a twister or an earthquake or something. This is something far more insidious that we are concerned about. And so we need to be safe. But you know, I follow that logic. If you are an adult and you've got children and your children are with their grandparents throughout the week and now it's the holiday, I mean, I, I think that it's reasonable that you get together. I'm not doing that. Uh, we have people within our family who are immune compromised, so we're just going to, we're going to lay low. Just the four of us. <clears throat> And I'm actually excited in a way, you know, I'm excited just to spend time with my family. You know how many holidays we uh, have um, taken part in where we're always going over grandma's house or we're always we're traveling or, you know, over the river and through the woods of grandmother's house we go. It's great and, you know, it's, it's a fun time and it's important, but it's also stressful and uh, there's something to be said for you, you know, coming up with your own family traditions and cooking your own damn food and hanging out in your own damn house. You know, I know it's got to be heartbreaking for um, the baby boomers of our society who have been running and paying for and cooking and cleaning and doing the whole deal with the holidays. It's probably, uh, 
they're disappointed. Some of them are happy as pigs and shit because they don't have to entertain everyone and, and cater to a full house. And maybe some are scared for their lives. I don't know. Maybe some don't give a shit. It's obviously a, a very crazy, interesting, zany time right now. And we're all doing our best to deal. We have decisions to make and hopefully those decisions are based on some sort of objective truths or they're weighed against the evidence, right? That would be nice. That's the only way to go about it. Yes, yes? To behave based upon the evidence. So, um, interesting. I guess there was an order that came out from our governor, Wolf. I don't know his fucking first name. It's irrelevant. So, Governor Wolf put a, a mandate out saying that all restaurants and bars are they forbidden to are they forbidden to uh, serve alcohol at the very least unless he's closing them entirely on the night before so Wednesday night the night before Thanksgiving he's trying to close up all the bars which the masses are not okay with you know they want to go out to their watering hole they want to go out there and um, and partake uh, or they just don't want to be, even if they weren't planning on doing so, they don't want to be, their rights to be infringed. They, they be told the notion that they would be told where to go or what to do. You don't want somebody telling you uh, where to go, what you can do, what how to say, man. Do you want that? That was my Scarface impression. Nobody wants to be told what to do or where they can go go or what they can buy or if they can go out to the bar on the night before, go out to their old watering hole in their hometown the night before Thanksgiving where they're going to reminisce and and, uh, reduce their inhibitions and spit and sputter and laugh and carry on and potentially spread a contagion. Nobody wants to be told not to do that. I understand the uh, those who uh, run these establishments, bars, restaurants that serve alcohol. I understand that. I understand uh, that they would be upset, or that bartenders, or waitresses and waiters, that they would be pissed because their livelihoods being fucked with. But I do not think that our governor is sitting around trying to you know, conspire in various ways to make people's lives miserable. I think he's trying to make us safe. And could it cause problems? You know that? Is it going to... You're going to have to forego your your tips at the bar as a barmaid for um, one of the busiest holiday nights of the year? If it means saving some lives and, and refraining from that you'll stay home on an otherwise very busy time because yeah statistically more people are going to go out and they're going to drink and they're going to rub elbows and potentially pass this thing around 
I don't think anybody wants to do that or wants to really thumb their nose at our, you know, our public health. I think the problem is that people have not, I guess, many, too many people, I mean, it's a good thing, but it's, it's a bad thing. Many folks in society have not felt the uh, repercussions of the virus. They haven't felt it. They haven't gotten sick themselves. They haven't lost a friend or family member to COVID. And so they feel like it's not really a risk. It's, an, it's not a uh, no problem for them to carry on as usual. And they don't want to be told what to do. To a degree, I can see why this is, but it's not in line with the facts. Uh, the facts are that the levels of the virus in our society have risen significantly, and we need to be careful because exponential growth means that this thing could at some point explode, and then many more people are going to die. We've already had more than a quarter million people die in our society. And there are, there are those who think that that number could actually wind up being conservative. And there are people that think that uh, the label coronavirus death is something that we just stick on the toe tags of uh, America's corpses in the coroner's office. We, like we take it lightly, oh, well, they also died of the coronavirus so they can make a payday or something like that. It's not founded. But people believe fiction before they believe truth. You know, they really... I think that humans are easily led. I'm not saying that we have all the facts. But I think that, uh, you know, if you look at the, our response to this thing, uh, we're not looking at it scientifically. We have a president who thumbs his nose uh, at the whole deal. Doesn't wear a mask and spread the thing all over. And... Uh, and that's a horrible thing. And more than his actions and his uh, coming down with the virus and spreading it to his cabinet members and such, I mean, that's a, that's a very symbolic thing, first of all. The fact that our public health is not buttoned down enough to prevent our number one citizen or the President of the United States. If the President of the United States can contract the coronavirus any of us can. The question is, are you going to have the same care and the same testing as the President of the United States? You're not. Okay, I'll answer that for you. You're not. The testing is not available to us. Maybe logistically, it should be in place by now. There is some testing, but of course it's stretched right now given the holidays. I'm sure just after the holidays it'll drop back down. <clears throat> but I mean, think about that. The President of the United States, if he and his entire family and cabinet can come down with this virus. Don Jr. was just diagnosed the other day. Well, Don Jr. is going to get fucking, he's rolling in cash, and he's a high-profile individual and a member of the President's cabinet, basically. 
he's going to fucking get crazy testing, crazy care, and they're going to watch him like a hawk, make sure that he's, it turns out okay for him. We're not going to all get the same treatment. So if you don't resent the fact that our president thumbs his nose, laughs at the coronavirus, and tells everybody not to worry about it, and that it's over, then he contracts it and passes it around to all the people in his sphere. You don't find that that's, you don't have a problem with that, that his irresponsible actions, uh, he's, uh, he's to be protected, he's the commander-in-chief. The implications of, of him getting sick, potentially dying, or having some sort, like we would want to protect the king, right? Now he's not the king, and we should all be thankful for that. For that, he's trying to be, but if he can get it, you can get it, and you ain't gonna get a fucking fraction of the care that he does. So how about that? Another fact is that for every death from the coronavirus, every person who dies courtesy of this virus. There's going to be many times the number, that number. I think five times that number is what this scientist I was, uh, Christakos from Yale, said five times the number of deaths are going to be the individuals that are permanently disabled. Respiratory issues, kidney failure, fucking heart issues blood clots, who knows? We're not sure what the capabilities of this virus are. We're not. But we have, you know, we have studied pandemics. These things have occurred throughout society for a very long time. And they're going to happen periodically. We, despite the, you know, some of these things, you got fucking uh, H1N1, swine flu, and the uh, the bird flu, these periodically they pop up, and you might remember them, uh, but they didn't affect. It didn't. They didn't affect us. They didn't <clears throat> come visit your everyday Americans in large numbers. So we just fucking ignore it. We're just saying it's happened before, and we're not entirely sure what's going to happen as a result of this. So I really would recommend that if you. Like I had somebody tell me today, somebody who I know and love, say, well, you know, they they think that Fauci let this thing out. Like he was warning about it, you know, the possibility of this for decades, and now it comes, it happens, it comes to pass. So, Fauci did it. It's the equivalent of saying, uh, ooh, look at this guy, he knows things. He knows too much about this. He's the only one who could do it. You know, he's responsible. Get him! Jesus Christ. You know, Fauci, we're all sinners, but this guy, you know, by most estimations, he spent the last 40, 50 years of his life working for public health apparatus. Like, he's been around for multiple presidencies and been consulted and respected and 
seems like a pretty decent guy. He's trying to help. So that, that we would blame him because he knows things about the topic. It's his fucking job to know things. Now, is this something that, you know, uh, they talked about, <clears throat> I'm listening to the book right now, it's called Apollo's Arrow. So, once again, if you want to not be in fear and li- live with confidence and live in a measured way, like, if you're, you know, rather than playing the odds, you should educate yourself, Right? So I encourage everybody to watch that podcast with Nicholas Christakos and uh, maybe consider his reading his book, looking at the research, turning your attention to people who whose job it is to really understand this stuff and study it. It's what they do for a living, you know. But rather than listening to them, we're we're listening to the media, our shitbird president who's hopefully on his way out. Um, we're listening to rumor. We're listening to um, controversy. It's very dangerous. And, uh, you know, on our best day, Americans are kind of underwhelmed uh, by, by facts and given to lore and just risk-taking. Oh, we're just going to do what I want to do. This is my country. I'm a free man. I can do whatever I want to do. It's crazy <clears throat> how stupid people are. They're, they're willfully ignorant is what they are. Willfully ignorant, which means you know that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but you talk like you do, like, you, like you're entitled to some opinion based upon nothing, no evidence, no facts. Wouldn't you rather turn your attention to somebody who studies this shit? Instead, you're skeptical of that person. Again, the issue came up about um, vaccination. Would you get the vaccination? Should you get the vaccination? Well, I don't mind. I don't. I don't um, blame people who. Uh, feel like they are getting through this. They have been unaffected so far. They are doing their best to stay healthy and keep their immune systems going. And they have not contracted or suffered from this disease. So maybe they can fight it off themselves. And maybe there won't be any problems further. Maybe that's true. Maybe that those people would rather just play the odds with the virus and think it's better to do that than inject themselves with some foreign substance that supposedly was created uh, to benefit us and boost our immune response. Uh, maybe, maybe those people would have a. It's certainly logical. If you feel like you haven't been, you've been up uh, to the present time unscathed. That maybe you just say fuck it. I'll, I'll just I'll try my I'll try the odds because I, I have I haven't been messed with so far. I dodged it. Maybe I'll continue to dodge it. I'm not going to step up to get an injection. I've had a bunch of people who 
know, seem like reasonable individuals who said this. But the, the, the time is certainly going to come where we're each going to have to um, make the decision. You know, which is the better gamble? We need to have some sort of immune response because we're unprotected right now, this virus. So if it gets even, if you're healthy, it could kill you. Now, you might have better odds if you're in shape, if you have no um, comorbidities, other health issues you're dealing with. But not necessarily. You know, it doesn't necessarily... You can be a fucking marathon runner and or an Olympic swimmer, or wherever the fuck, endurance athlete, and you can have a heart attack and die, you know? You might be less likely to, but, you know, you're playing the wheel, you know? And you're also, because this is not something that we necessarily carry only when we're symptomatic, this is something that we can pass around, we're trying the idea would be to protect ourselves and all of the people we're surrounded by protect the unprotected i don't know if i talked to, shared this yet but one of the things that is interesting about this book they're talking about uh super spreaders and how you, these high profile people like a tom hanks comes down with the coronavirus why that is a significant thing is because as citizens we have our spheres like I know hundreds of people and they know hundreds of people think about all the people that could be affected by one person I interact with 20 people a day each of those 20 people go home they interact with two people the numbers climb and climb. So it can happen like that. But Tom Hanks, he knows, like I know people, but Tom Hanks knows people. And the people who he knows, they know people. He's connected. Literally and figuratively. And so, that puts him at particular risk. And the case thereby is, is therefore made for him becoming protected in some way because he is he's out there exposed to a lot of people he's Tom Hanks you know his influence is greater so he can spread it more it's obvious so that's interesting so anyway it's a lot to consider it's a lot to think I guarantee average citizen is not going to uh, bounce around these ideas as abundantly in their in their head so I'm not don't mean to bore you guys but uh, this is concerning you know and I think that people are missing something in our inability to do the math and really critically appraise the risk of this to our society. 
So not just 250,000 people dead. How many people have contracted this critter and could have, you know, will be disabled as a result of it or will have permanent health issues? So it's, a, it's something that affects us all. And um, something like this can happen again and again in society. So we need to really be, uh, choose wisely. That people complaining about uh, not being able to go to the bar the night before Thanksgiving are stupid. You know, they are, they're stupid. And they're part of the problem. You know, that they would want to go out and make merry and lower their inhibitions and spit and laugh and carry on and hug and all that shit. And then the next morning wake up with a hangover and go greet their grandma when she comes to the door with some fucking pies. You know? How stupid does that sound? Drink at home. Eat at home. Make merry at home. Zoom your family. Done. We're all trying to do the right things. Yeah, let's kick this thing in the ass and get beyond this so that we can uh, start living the way that Americans like to live. But let's do that only after we've really been smart about this. Like, I'm tired of I'm tired of hearing uh, America portrayed uh, for its ill behavior, like how stupid people are in society. There's always a percentage. I don't care how educated a society um, or a group you're talking about. People, there's always going to be a percentage are going to stray. But, God, we do some dumb shit. We take some stupid risks that are not in our best interest. And so we need to really think about this. So watch the podcast. Consider checking out this guy's book, Apollo's Arrow. Um, I think it's important. And with Thanksgiving, i got to tell you, in friggin' closing, I'm extremely thankful. Somebody asked me today, what am I thankful about? You know, I'm thankful, of course, for my family and my health and all that. That's my priority, but I'm thankful to know a bunch of really awesome people. You know, to be their friend and to be honored with taking care of people for a living. This is some really wonderful people that I know from different walks of life, and they're just awesome. They're smart, and they're funny, and they come in all shapes and sizes, and I just love them. I think people are wonderful, and people are terrible, <laughs> right? And they're stupid. But they're wonderful too. I just want us to get beyond this obstacle. You know, America's been very practiced at and effective at rising above. You know, we're always going to win, right? There's nothing that can stop us. You know, the American spirit and the, the survival instincts and the, you know, the, our stick-to-itiveness and our freedoms, you know, we're going to exercise our rights, and it's wonderful, it's wonderful, but we have a responsibility to behave properly, and really think about what we're going to do, with our rich legacy behind us, 
you know, with that in consideration, our history. Yeah, we're awesome. Yeah, we fought some major foes and came up with a win. Um, yeah, we do what's right. Um, yeah, we're powerful and we're rich and we, we innovate and we do all these things. That's great. So let's, let's really think about our next steps. Because that's also going to be written down in the history books. That people wanted to go out and uh, get drunk and make merry out at the bar and laugh and carry on despite a, you know, very real risk of spreading a contagion. Just seems stupid, you know. All right, in closing, um, I would like to um, just a moment of silence to a friend, one of my patients, his uh, wife stopped by today was having to be walking by the neighborhood and came in and shared uh, that he had passed. The gentleman had been diagnosed with um, a certain type of cancer months ago and we were good friends and I helped him the best that I could and she wrote a, she couldn't say it because she would break down, but she wrote down for my staff um, her thoughts and basically said, you know, this gentleman passed, uh, complications of whatever, and he always loved coming to see you, and you're a great doctor. It meant a lot to me. It meant the world to me, you know, that somebody would... Uh, would stop and care to share that because I did not know that he had passed but I, I would think of him and try to give him a little shout out to him whenever I could this is how fragile the world is you know we try to make a difference in the lives of people and many times we are successful in that and then life takes us in another direction we just got to prioritize on what's in front of us and to me that's my family and my work and my so many other things you know and meanwhile this guy is in a hospital bed somewhere spending his last days I wish I could have you know, shared some more time with him good dude so maybe a little sol- bit of a solemn podcast tonight but uh, otherwise you know I had a good day and thinking about important things and about to go and get some grub spend some time with my family as we move towards Thanksgiving I'm going to try to shift gears to uh, certainly certainly covering some uh, current events but also talk about uh, stories of thanks, thankfulness but I'll sign off just telling you guys that I'm thankful for you. If you're somebody who would take the time to to listen to my mutterings here and and some of the stories that I have to tell, uh, I do appreciate that. And love and respect to you. And wish you happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) 